Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back again for the final coverage of the 2020 CrossFit Games, or at least the first part of it, with my newest bestie, Steph. Steph, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm going to be lost without this podcast, man. I know. It's like every day for you, right? It has been. It's like a new lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Podcasting is a lifestyle. Yeah. I'm not sure it's a lifestyle any of us need. Um, So what did you think of the games today? It was an exciting day. I have to say it was, um, there was a lot of movement on the leaderboard. Um, it did, it felt like a day two or day three regionals. I'm not going to lie. Like it, you know, there were surprises in there. There were people who did, you know, better than expected. There were people who did not as well as expected. And the movement and the shifts on the leaderboard were kind of cool to see, especially after, when they announced um, five and six together. And then, you know, the suspense, there's only one event left. So we knew that there was only going to be one, one event to shift everything. Um, and I, I like seeing it. It was nice to see people move around. And it means that the programming was really good for day two because it, you know, no one was safe after the first four events. Yeah, it's funny that you say it reminded you of regionals because I thought the exact same thing when they were announcing the winners and they were, yeah. it occurred to me when they were only announcing five that you know somebody was going to be left on the outside and it just felt so different than being at the games where you're trying to get on a podium. You know, this is really a qualifier. I mean, it didn't feel like the CrossFit Games. It felt like a qualifier to the CrossFit Games, which I mm-hmm. technically, I guess, is what it is. Um, it, it just felt different to me. It was good. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bad different. It just felt wildly different. And and to your point, there was a lot of movement and a lot of surprises. Um, I think a lot of people came away from this weekend like, okay, <laughs> so some people are way better than we thought they were, and others, uh, you know, names that maybe aren't as popular as some of the others, you know, jumped up and made a real name for themselves. So it was it was a fun couple of days. Very. I mean, I do want to stress though, this was a realization that I came to as they were announcing the five. You know, it did it did feel like this was a qualifier to what was the quote unquote real games, but this was the CrossFit games. So, you know, you're looking at sixth, seventh, eighth place, you know, those unfortunately are the devastating spots that were so close to actually getting to go to the ranch, but that's, you know, top 10 at the CrossFit games that goes on their record. And I think they were speaking about Yana Koske saying that this was his highest finish in at the games, even though he was, you know, outside the top five. So that's a huge accomplishment. And I think it's something that we need to realize is that this wasn't just a qualifier. This, this is the CrossFit games and all these athletes are amazing. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, you know, I, I was speaking more toward the feeling of it just felt like a qualifier, but you know, when you look at the, the quality of the athletes that are competing and, you know, I was, um, I guess both sides, I was surprised just where, you know, some of the athletes landed, but I was looking at some of my very favorite athletes that, you know, landed, you know, two or three points out from qualifying, you know, and, and it's just, you know, as a fan, that's heartbreaking, but to your point, you know, you're still sixth or seventh in the world. Like it's a really amazing accomplishment when you really break it down to the number of people that compete all the way from the open through sanctionals, you know, into this level. So really, really cool stuff. Exactly. Another thing we have to point out is this this season has been so weird and so long. You know, you're thinking of what's it, September 19th. The open was eleven months ago, started eleven months ago. 
that is an exceptionally long season. And we had our first sanctional filthy run that was the first was the end of November. So it's been a long run for people. You know, most of these athletes uh, competed in the open and qualified through the open. Most of the other athletes qualified in the beginning of this, all the sanctionals in the beginning of the season. So it's been a long time coming in, even though it's an advantage to have extra time to prep for the games. It's also been really hard because the date's been moved out. You know, I'm sure training has kind of gone up and gone down as we knew different things about COVID. So staying healthy and staying kind of mentally intact through all of this is definitely a huge factor. Yeah. It's, um, Nikki was interviewing Matt in the, the, you know, post game and, uh, the closest he'll ever be to coming on the show, I think, but, but regardless, <laughs> he said to her, he goes, I haven't competed since January. And like, it occurred to me, I'm like, Holy crap. Like, yeah, you know, here we are all the way into October and, and, uh, you know, and he just, or, you know, almost, and he just, he hasn't uh, competed since then. It's like, it's absolutely ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So just uh, such a different world right now. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the events or, or the finishes. So on the women's side, uh, you know, some that were no surprise, others that were um, a little bit of a surprise, just like, I mean, let me give the top five and then I'll ask you a couple of questions. So Tia, Claire, to me, number one, I think that's no shock that's for awesome. anyone. Yeah, amazing, um, as always, and really a dominant performance. Uh, Brooke Wells, second. Haley Adams, third. Katrin David's daughter, fourth. And Carrie Pierce, fifth. And then kind of on the outside looking in, so I don't think we should not mention them, is Kristen Holta, Kara Sand- Saunders, Amanda Barnhart, and Christy uh, Aramo O'Connell at six, seven, eight, and nine. So looking on the women's side, like any – what was probably your biggest surprise of that group? Uh, Haley Adams. And I hate that I, I hate that she surprised me because she is someone that should never be underestimated. You know, like we can't count her out ever, but I kind of did with the two barbells, the, right. the front squat and the Queens. Yeah. Um, I thought those would be detrimental enough to her to keep her out of the top five, but this just proves, you know, she, you can't count her out of anything. Um, looking at her finishes, you know, the, the one RM front squat was, she plays 26. So that was by far her worst finish, but everything else is top 10, you know, top six. She tied for six on the thousand meter row and everything else was top five. So that's a really impressive performance to me. And I have to eat my words, you know, like I wasn't predicting that she was going to make the top five simply because of those lifts once I knew the programming and she's done it. So I didn't have her in my top five. Um, I had her on the bubble when we just, when Nikki and I discussed it, I, the only reason I didn't is that when we interviewed her, she didn't think she was going to make it. Like she said to us (laughs) online competing, isn't, you know, isn't my jam. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking, all right, you're the competitor. If you don't think you can, you probably won't, you know? She was probably just leading me on trying to be humble because um, she had a, an amazing weekend. And and really, if you take out that, that 26 finish, which is worth 13 points, if you just eliminate that event, as an example, and you take the hundred points away from Tia and you take the 13 away from Haley, the difference between them is less than 40 points over the course of the entire week, just, you know, based on her, you know, performances everywhere else, a fifth, a 12th, the sixth, the fourth, the fourth, like, really outstanding weekend for her and she's 19. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's 
it's crazy. It's crazy. She's very fit. Every year she surprises me um, in a, in a good way. I think her potential is huge. And I mean, just looking at the final point standings, if 26th was good enough for 13 points, if you just take away those 13 points, she's still in fourth. Yeah. So she could have placed last on the front squat um, and still been in that top five, which is great. And I mean, I, you know, Catherine is another person who should never surprise me, but she won two of the events today, which was a huge way to come back after yesterday. Um, She wasn't where she wanted to sit at the end of Friday. And she came out with two, two event wins in the first block today. That's insane. Yeah. Really, really stellar for her. I mean, she dug herself out of a big hole. She was, you know, back there pretty well. And then just shot up the leaderboard right there at the end. Um, I was really impressed with Brooke Wells. I mean, I, I don't know Brooke at, at even a little, I've never literally never talked to her. And so I haven't really followed her that much other than, you know, kind of through the exploits of Alec and some of her friends and talk about a consistent weekend, man, like yeah. third, third, fifth, fifth, eighth. She had another third, like, you know, just kind of yeah. right. You know, only had one. She had one tenth place finish, and 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 it was in the squat. And she's kind of known for her strength. So, I mean, really yeah. outstanding. And she was within. You know, she was within thirty-one points of Tia. I was actually going to mention that Brooke, when I was coming into CrossFit, anyways. And again, I don't know her personally, but she was known, or I knew her as a strong athlete. She was the one who's going to win uh, a water event. She was going to win any kind of speed ladder. She was just so strong. And I think she's, at least from the outside looking in, it looks like she's done kind of a rebuild the past couple of years and taking back that strength and getting her conditioning up. And it has clearly paid off because, you know, she was 10th in that front squad event. That was actually her lowest finish. And you look at the other finishes, third in Friendly Fran, third in Damn Diane, Fifth in Nasty Nancy, those are, you know, a, that's a range of time domains. And then she was third in Awful Annie. So that's taking, you know, a third in a two and a half minute event, which is Diane, a third in a four and a half minute event, Friendly Fran. She took fifth in Nasty Nancy, which was 1921. So that's the longest one. And then third in the nine, nine minutes, 10 Awful Annie. So that to me shows that all levels, all areas of her conditioning are really dialed in. And, you know, she's placing high in all of those domains, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. It's really insane. I was excited to see Carrie Pierce get in. I mean, I've, you know, again, I've got so many favorites here that I, you know, kind of feel bad that she knocked some of my favorites out, but I love Carrie. She's such an incredible person. And, and I just, I, I think I said this before, she doesn't know how to lose. Like she has no idea how to lose. Like whenever there's a competition, you can just almost just write her name in top five or, you know, or right in the top of the pack every time. And she was another one. She had a couple of events that didn't go her way, but then, you know, just kind of stormed back with her really normal, consistent performance with a fourth and eighth and eighth, the second, like just right in there. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She is really incredible. And I mean, there, the one thing is, you know, you said she knocked some of your other favorites out of the top top five. She was one of my favorites to be in the top five, uh, just because she's an incredible human. She's so sweet, so nice, so down to earth. Um, but she just, she's super competitive. You know, she knew what she had to do and 
she came into today and really, really did it. I'm I'm happy for her. You know, she works really hard, but this whole field, it's so hard to pick five. You know, I didn't even, I didn't even make a top five because you look and there were at least 10 girls that I just threw my hands up and was like, any one of them could be in the top five. Um, This field is just so stacked and it's just a testament to how competitive that top five really is. Well, yeah, and six, seven, and eight. So Kristen Holta was two points back, Kara Saunders three points back, and Amanda Barnhart five points back. Like that, yeah. you know, you you think of how few those points are. That's you know a couple of seconds extra on a handstand hold, as an example, would have gotten yeah. it for any of them. For that matter, yeah. I mean, you had Kara Sanders was twenty second in the handstand hold. Amanda was thirteenth. Right. So um, I mean, probably do the math here real quick as I'm looking at it. But the difference between twenty second and 14th was 10 seconds yeah you know so that that that's your difference between going and not going i'm not you know i'm not saying that to make yeah. you feel bad <laughs> not that you'll listen to this but but i mean i think that's the point is you know they're all so incredibly talented in the in the women's division is so stacked um only there were a couple i was surprised by i thought sarah did not have the weekend i thought she would mm-hmm. uh same for bethany shadburn um you know, both, you know, just not where I expected them. I was a little, I was sad to see, you know, Danny was doing really, Danny Spiegel was doing great um, right up until Nasty Nancy. And then that thing dropped her back down the leaderboard. Otherwise she would have had a, you know, she was really kind of one event away from being in that, you know, arguably in that top six or seven, uh, right. to have a shot at the top five. So definitely some surprises there. Any Anyone definitely. else you were surprised by or? just had a different weekend than you thought they would have? No, I mean, I think we've mentioned all of them. Um, one thing about Kara, you know, that I think is really impressive is that even though she was three points back from making it to Aromas, she had a baby less than a year ago or a year ago. I don't know the exact timeline, yep. but she just placed seventh at the CrossFit Games yep. a year after having a child. You know, I have trained some women during pregnancy and postpartum and it doesn't come back that fast for most people. You know, it, she must have worked so incredibly hard to get back to where she was even close to where she was pre-pregnancy. So I think that's huge. Um, and even though I'm sure that's no condolence to her, she's probably kicking herself for missing by a few points. I think that is something we all need to recognize. Oh, for sure. And, and I'd be shocked if she wasn't, you know, back in the conversation next season, you know, and even a little more shocked if she wasn't on the podium. I mean, her, her performances were outstanding. Like the fact that you missed by a couple of points is, you know, just a testament to how great the others are. She had a second, a third, a first, I mean, man, really amazing. She's in, I think she'll be in the conversation for as long as she's on the competition floor. Otherwise, you know, I think the the field is really, really competitive and that's, but I do think that it's going to be very interesting to watch everything happen at the ranch in, in a couple weeks, you know, based on who's here, who's in this top five. I hope at the ranch, they just take Polaroids and just show us photos. So to be really kind of top off the coverage this weekend, it would be great. Um <laughs> Nikki well, was awesome. Nikki was awesome. Also. Yes. 
Yes, her interviews were so good. And I mean, there's one thing I think that, you know, it's going to be a live event. I think we can count on some live coverage for that. So we'll actually get to see them work out next to each other. It's not one of those air quotes live. This is a live event. We'll see. Well, remains to be seen. They said CBS is going to be there. And so I got to believe CBS is going to dial this in. We'll see. You gave me something to bitch about all weekend. I love things to complain about. So that was fun. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about the men. There's a a little guy named Matt Frazier. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he had a pretty good weekend. He did have a pretty good weekend. And I think that's all we need to say about that. He's so dominant, like incredibly dominant. First, 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 second. Let me tell you, look, I did, so I'm going to catch some shit. So I didn't have him in my top five. I hadn't seen him compete all year. So, you know, shame on me. But let me tell you where he impressed me most. Eighth in the thousand meter row and second in the handstand hold. I mean, this is a guy known for his Olympic lifting and he takes second in the handstand hold. Like, yeah, come on, be bad at something, bro. Like anything, just pick something and be bad at it. Make me feel good about myself. But no, he's just, he's got a damn near win everything. It's ridiculous. It's one of those things that um, I guess people ask me why I've had faith in, in Matt and Tia. Um, you know, even like you said, there's an entire season where we basically didn't see anyone compete. We haven't seen anyone compete since, you know, January, February. But to be, to compete at such an elite level, to be so good at what you do, you have to pay attention to the tiniest details. You know, it's the margins, it's the fractions, it's the tiny things that make the most difference. So even though Matt is known for his weightlifting, his Olympic lifting, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that he's good hands in holding, because that is something that takes a lot of attention to detail. Like we talked about earlier this weekend, it takes technical, um, perfection to hold that long. Um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that even if he hasn't practiced them, that when this workout was announced, he went and practiced and figured out exactly how to do it, right. How to hold for the longest and just really paid attention to his body, his body awareness, body position throughout the entire thing. So I think that's, you know, what separates good athletes from great ones is, the ability to hone in on the details and apply it when it matters. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that, that it was surprising to me, but I don't, I don't think it was super surprising. A second is impressive though. Are are you about to get arrested? Sounds like the cops are about to kick your door in there. You know, my neighborhood gets really feisty on Saturday nights (laughs) and this is just the reality of the situation. (laughs) Well, I, so we talked, I think we talked about this maybe on the live stream last night. So I was uh, a little amused looking at this handstand hold. So Matt finished second at a minute 35. Noah won that event at a minute 37. Uh, the men can't hold a candle to the women when it comes to handstand holds, man. Like not yeah. even close. Uh, the winning woman was... It was Katrin. Yeah, two, 254. So twice yeah. as long. That's <laughs> awesome. And like... I, I way over predicted that handstand hold. When someone asked me how long do I think they'll hold for? I was like four or five minutes. You know, I think <laughs> this is, and I'll go back and do this myself and be like, yeah, four or five minutes is literally insane. Um, you uh, upside down is just, who knows? You know, it, I watched the, the, them replay the, uh, the men, uh, the bubble men, the four side by side. 
and like everyone looks really solid for about 30 seconds and then there's just like chaos and movement right. everywhere so um yeah i was totally wrong about how long how long would win Catherine was the closest at just under three minutes and then most of the guys i think fall under 90 seconds See, i thought they'd all be three or four i didn't think you were uh, out of bounds by saying that like i you know when we were talking about it last night i said when i do handstand holds i can hold for a full minute against a wall now that's a scale right and i'm old af so i figure if my old butt can flip over on a wall with my feet on it and hold it for a minute these most elite athletes on the planet can hold it for three minutes or so you know but well man. i mean yeah i guess if they were fresh i totally believe that they could all hold it for three four minutes uh but the fatigue must have been significant especially from all the the overhead work earlier that bar i saw the replay of a lot of people moving that barbell looked looked heavy yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure Nasty Nancy certainly did not help the cause. Um, well, the the other men, so Noah Olson back in his uh, second spot, which is great. Justin Medeiros um, in third. What did you think about Justin, the mullet? Oh, this is so exciting. He's he's so nice. I know very little about him personally. We were at Filthy 150 together, but I was kind of dialed into some competitions. So I wasn't. Um, I didn't get to meet him, but I know his coach pretty well, Adam Neifer. Um, we've been working on the PFA together. He's on the executive board as well, um, has some competitive uh, team experience. So, um, I was really rooting for him. You know, he's a rookie. He's super young. I think he's the youngest in the field and, you know, watching his post post games interview with, with Nikki, he's just really humble, really nice. He looks like he works really hard and, um, it's exciting. He, he had mentioned that after he won the filthy 150, you know, he didn't just come out and like win it because, the first two places on the podium had qualified through the, the open, like he won the thing. Right. Um, and he, and he said that he wanted to come out and prove that he deserved to be on the stage with those other guys. And he, I think that he did, you know, he beat out a lot of CrossFit games that veterans and he had really great performances over the whole weekend. Yeah. Across the board. And he was only eight points behind Noah, which was really impressive. He's only 21. I mean, yeah. he's just a baby. Just it's like the he's like Haley Adams with a mullet, you know. He's just this young kid. <laughs> um, I remember when he won that because I thought the same thing when he won it. I'm like, I didn't know him then, you know. And um, but looking at his performance over the weekend, you know, second and nasty Nancy, fourth on awful Annie. That's for me. That's what's most impressive. He had the he had a really heavy front squat, so 437 pounds, which you know, so he's young and strong but he only weighs 190. This isn't like he's, you know, some, you know, big monster guy. Like that's not that heavy for me. The most impressive thing though, those, those two late, you know, we'll just call them wins, you know, after all this work, like being able to show that level of endurance through seven events is, yeah. is really, really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he basically, I mean, he was on, he was in the top five after the first two events and he basically didn't let go, you know, it's, it's really impressive for a rookie, you know, and he has experience. He's been to regionals uh, several years. I don't remember his exact competition history, but I remember talking to Adam about it. Um, And, you know, he's, he's not just a flash in the pan. He didn't just show up on the scene. He's been doing this for a couple of years, but makes me even more excited to see his breakout year go so successfully because he's been working hard clearly for a long time at this. 
Yeah, and I'm not even making a prediction that he's going to go to Aromas and beat Matt. But if I were Matt, that's the kid I'd be worried about. The one that doesn't have a lot of games experience. It's like, it's the people that like don't know what they're scared of that are dangerous, that are really dangerous. You know, can just go in and have the weekend of his life and uh, blow it open. So good for him. Like really excited for him. Samuel Quant, fourth place. Uh, Really good performances by him. Did you, uh, any thoughts on Sam? I don't know him, sadly. I don't know anything about him really or Jeffrey Adler. I've met, I've met, um, Adler once, but I, I can't say I've met Samuel Quant, so I can't speak to them, but looking at their standard, their, uh, standings and where they place in the events. Um, I mean, Samuel Quant's clearly very strong. Yeah. yeah, and again, a young kid, 20. I mean, I know everybody's young to me, but he's 24. Um, he's basically a foot too tall for CrossFit. He's 5'11, so good for him. Um, but yeah, really solid performance by him all weekend long. I mean, again, you know, a couple of third performances. I don't think anybody saw him coming. Jeff Adler, I'm going to go on record. I called him, I had him in my top five, and he made top five. So, Jeff, thank you for not making me look like a damn fool. Yeah, like he always does really well in online events. During the Open, he's done really well, you know, a couple of times. And, you know, he's like the others, he's younger, he's 26. Um, and he's always put up good numbers. And he had a very consistent weekend. He had, uh, looks like he had one bad event, which was the handstand hold. He got it for a full 36 mm-hmm. seconds. Um, I don't know, I'm making fun of him a little bit there, but that's still probably 34 seconds longer than I could. So good for him. Uh, but other other than that one thing, you take out that handstand hold. Super and consistent. Yeah, he had, I mean, everything was top 10. Basically, he had 111th to 115th, but like he's right in contention the whole way. And, yeah. and to your point, you know, beat out, you know, Koski, Vellner, BK, Hepner, Krenikoff, Paulson, Fakowski. Like you just go down the list, Cole Sager, like all these veterans that have been there before and, he went in and, and acted like the veteran himself. Yeah, the people chasing him, the list is significant. And he was two points ahead of Chandler Smith, who made a pretty big charge, I think, in the last event. Yep. Um, it's, you know, like, I was really rooting for Chandler just on a personal note um, to make it such a sweet guy. But, um, you know, again, a sixth at the CrossFit Games. That's incredible. Um, I like know. they said, you know, under him, Yona, um, seventh. That's his best games finish. So um, definitely, I'm sure they're heartbroken now that they're not going to get to compete at the ranch. But overall, a really solid top 10, in my opinion. Yeah, I was down. bummed that Chandler didn't make it. I'm sure he's obviously more bummed, but um, especially about two points. Like, he is literally the sweetest man I've ever met. Ever yeah. like he 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 actually chased me down at the CrossFit Games. We, we were in the I was in the beer tent. Shocking, I know. And uh, I'm standing in line, and I he like taps me on the shoulder. And I turn around. I'm like, "Holy shit, you're Chandler Smith." He's like, "Yeah, I wanted to meet you." I'm like, "Are you sure you got the right guy? Like, what are you coming to meet me for?" You know. And we got a <laughs> we got a photo together, and uh, and we had him on the podcast once. Like, he's just really funny, really kind, sweet, um, thoughtful, and you know. I could go on and on like everybody that talks about him just raves about the dude. So I'm, 
I'm bummed I won't get to see him compete again. I'm excited for him. Sixth in the world is quite an accomplishment, to say the least. His highest finish ever. So would not surprise me to see him be champion someday. So Yeah, I'm rooting for him for sure. Yeah, he certainly, like, he just gets better every year. Like, you know, he's, people forget he's only really been doing this a couple of seasons, you know, or, or been, you know, kind of in the conversation. He's still young. He's 27, you know. So, yeah. Um, and he's he's also in the PFA, so I've worked with him a little bit, and we got to spend time together in um, Colorado for the CrossFit Summit. And I forgot, you know, he he's so good that you forget that he just qualified out of the blue out of rogue invitational last year, you know, his first games, his rookie season, he just up and qualified it at rogue. Um, that was kind of his first competition. And then he just ended up the games and we talk about him as if he's this, you know, aged old veteran in the sport. Um, because it's just, he's, he's back. He just seems like he's been around for forever. So I think there's a huge potential there. And, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him uh, flourish, for lack of a better word, in, in coming seasons. Well, I think people forget he's active military. It's not like he doesn't have a day yes. job. You know, now granted, he's on the fitness he team, so he, you know he gets to work out. But it's still mil- like military life's not like just working out for a living. Like that's that's a hard uh, hard existence. So you know, again, they congratulations to him. Yeah, definitely. They keep him busy. So. Well, let's, let's wrap up with a couple of takeaways. I'll give you a couple of mine. And I'd love to hear a few of yours uh, on the men's side. Um, apparently they're all squatting 400 now. That was a big takeaway. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, 15, basically 15 of the 30 men hit 400, you know, almost 400 or more. Uh, you had 14 or more that did go over 400, which is, yeah. is really amazing. And I don't think CrossFit's always been known for its technical strength. Like you start comparing it to other strength sports, you know, while we have a lot of really strong people, like people wouldn't have thought, okay, well, they're going to do heavy front squats. Well, these guys were killing it and, and damn near 500 pounds by the winter. Um, and then, you know, you look at some of the other stuff, like the rowing times are really amazing. And, and I thought, you know, the handstand hold was a really unique thing to see, like kind of the well-roundedness of all these athletes. While it wasn't a shocking takeaway, it's really good to see how they're really improving and, and, you know, not to blow up Matt's head too much, but like this guy's that, you know, four, four time defending champion about to be the fifth probably. And he's clearly working on handstand holds, you know, like you just don't like, I don't know, as an average CrossFitter, I just don't think that way. You know, I think we all as, you know, everyday CrossFitters and you're not every day, but I am. And, you know, we go into the gym and we do the workouts and we don't think about, we think about working on weaknesses, but it's so much bigger and he's out there getting technical you know, fixing the little things in his row so he can still finish top 10 and fixing the little things in handstand so he can, you know, come in second. Like, it's just, it's really impressive to me to see, um, you know, that level of commitment to his craft. And and then on the women's side, you know, again, this wasn't a, a surprising takeaway, but they reaffirmed to me how competitive that field is. You know, the men were competitive, but you know, the women, you're seeing a lot of the similar names and, and some of the, um, you know, newer ones like Haley, as an example, coming up. It's just really good to see how close they all are. It's just such a competitive and fun field to watch. Like, truthfully, I look more forward to watching them compete in aromas than the men. Not that I don't love watching the men, but, you know, there's so many great stories on the women's side that I think it's just going to be an absolute blast to watch them throw down there. It absolutely is. The the women's field 
has always for me, because I'm in the women's field has always been a little bit more interesting to me, but it's fascinating to watch them compete against each other because it really just feels like it's up for grabs. You know, Tia is dominant and I'm for sure not betting against her this year. I, you know, I think she'll end up winning. Of course, I don't know the programming for what's coming up in a row miss, but she's just so well-rounded, so technical. I, I can't see it, you know, having being taken from her and she's developed a massive, massive points lead this weekend, um, which is my understanding they're taking into the weekend at the ranch. Um, although something interesting that might come up is the points at the ranch. Um, what I've heard is that they are going on a hundred point scale, but scaled to five people. So it'll be 175, 50, 25, zero. That is a huge, huge change. You know, it benefits you a lot to win and it hurts you a lot to get second, third or fourth. Obviously you get nothing for being fifth. Um, so that will, that will keep things interesting. I think, you know, there's an opportunity. Tia is, had 611 points at the end of this weekend. Brooke was at 580, but you can easily make that up in, you know, an event or two. So it will be interesting to see. And the, the women's fields, like we saw today, just keeps surprising us. There's movement all over the place. You know, you you think you figured it out and then something else happens. So it'll be fascinating to watch them compete side by side and get that in-person element as well. Yeah, agreed. I think my only other takeaway from the weekend, and then we can wrap it up, was uh, Dave's programming was stellar again. Like he yeah. just does such a good job. I, I had a, a laughter moment. I shot Nikki a text earlier. Did you see her interview with Dave at all? Did you watch it? I didn't. No, I missed it. So she says to him, she's like, so Dave, can you give us a preview to the type of programming you're going to have in aromas? And he goes, no, just like that. <laughs> she goes, oh, okay then. I'm like, that's awesome. It's so typical, Dave. Like he's just it's not so going to tip, not going to tip his hand at all. And, you know, I'm sure whatever he has in store for them is going to be, you know, super creative and fun. I thought this weekend was a really nice mix of traditional CrossFit spun with, um, you know, expanding it to their ever increasing fitness, which was really cool to see. And then threw in a couple of wrinkles with, you know, making them, you know, do the thousand meter rows example in the handstand hold, I thought was a nice uh, change. Throwing in a new rope, like some of the stuff was really fun. So uh, good yeah. job. By, good job by Dave. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think it was well-rounded. It really, pulled out the people I think who deserve to be in the top five in Aromas. And um, the, like you said, just it, it tested all the different elements. You know, there was a little bit of maybe concern about the time domains. There was a lot, there were a lot of short events, um, but you know, Annie was right in there. Tia's fastest time was eight ish minutes and then ranging up towards nine or 10, which fell right in the middle. And then you had the longer nasty Nancy. So yeah, I, I think the programming is really great and I can't wait to see what he comes up with at the ranch because you know it'll all catch us by surprise. And it was nice that at this stage we got a reminder of the, like you said, the classic CrossFit girl workouts, um, the original girls, but with a, a twist to make it a little, just a little bit harder for the elite athletes. Yeah, it was fun. So when are you doing the workout? Are you going to start them next week? <laughs> TBD, gotta gotta uh, heal this back thing up, and then I'm definitely gonna plan either a weekend to just try them or just put them into training every once in a while. I don't know that I want to commit a whole weekend and then whatever carnage thereafter. 
Um, but I think I'm going to sprinkle some into my normal training because they are fun. I think they are worthy of being new benchmarks. So I want to give them a shot and set a, set a baseline score and try them again in the so future. I've, I've always said I'm as strong as a games woman. Let's both pick a weekend and do them and we'll have you back on the show. I'll scale to the women's weights. I'll do the the women's RX, which for the record, my handstand hold is going to be like two seconds. So I'm going to finish second in that one. Um, perfect. <laughs> we'll have you I back on, Nikki, and we'll compare scores. It'll be a fun show. There we go. I like this. All right. We'll do that. You'll destroy me. You're just me. poking my competitive, uh, my competitive nature. You're not very competitive then because you're going to go seven for seven. Although I don't know. I, might, I feel okay about my chances on the row. I'm a pretty good rower. So we'll see. You might, you might have me on the row. You might have me on the row. I'm five, five. God, see now you're going to beat me by like 20 seconds and I'm going to feel like a jerk. <laughs> oh, well, we're doing it. We're doing well, this. We'll pick a date and we'll let everybody know and we'll have you back on. All right. I love this. I and love this. It is done. It's a date. We should make Nikki do it too. Just for, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, that'll be great. It'll be like a, a make pod screw again, little mini family throwdown. <laughs> games 2020 style perfect (laughs) and we can all complain about our rabdo from jhd three days later oh my god i don't even want to think about it well thank you for uh subbing for nikki i know she appreciates it i certainly do i know the listeners do as well so thanks thanks for your time we'll have you back on very soon and uh for everyone listening thanks for joining us and uh we'll catch up with you next week